0: welcome to From My Perspective. This is Ocali Family Center's weekly podcast. Each week, you'll hear from people with disabilities, their families, friends, and others in their lives. You'll hear about everyday life, their passions, their interests, and opinions. You'll be inspired. You might laugh or cry. But most importantly, we hope you'll better understand what life is like from our perspective. On today's podcast, I interviewed Julie, she is a deaf woman raising a deaf daughter. She'll tell us how it's different for her daughter growing up than it was for her, what her hopes are for her daughter's future, and what she's passionate about. Welcome to the podcast, Julie. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Great. Would you start just by describing kind of who's in the room and how we're doing this? Sure, absolutely. Okay,
1: so I'm Julie, and um, I'm using ASL to communicate, and there are two interpreters in the room. That's who you hear voicing. They're providing access um, using spoken English,
0: and I'm here with Teresa, who is sitting directly across from me. Thanks. And one of the things I've been asking people to do, Julie, is just to describe themselves in their own words. Describe myself in my own
1: words? Okay, hmm. I'm very laid back. Um, I'm a curious person. I love continued learning, learning new things every day, especially about myself, you know, and I like connecting people and having them tell me things about myself. Um, I always want to have some kind of travel experience, like nothing wild, but just seeing new things, seeing what I can contribute to in the world outside of myself. Yeah.
0: You have a daughter. Would you tell us a little bit about your daughter?
1: Yes, my daughter's name is Tova. She's 13 years old and she's deaf. She was born deaf and she uses ASL and spoken English. Her reading level is uh, wonderful. She's on an eight, she's in eighth grade right now in middle school in, in town.
0: And she's just a cool chick. <laughs> That's great, thank you. What are some of your hopes and dreams for Tova's future?
1: I really want her to just take advantage of the world and know the world mm-hmm. that it's hers to explore. So, you know, whatever she wants to be, I want her to go for it. You know, I mean, I do expect her to have some boundaries and barriers. And barriers. You know, there are barriers out there, but I want her inside to know, you know, how to interact in the world as a deaf person. Mm-hmm.
0: And how do you think her experience growing up now might be different than maybe your experience was?
1: Oh, yes. Uh, very different. Because growing up, I was—I um, went to a mainstream school. That means I was in a school with hearing students and an interpreter. And I mean, it was really hard to get involved in activities and in sports. I really didn't. But my daughter, I mean, she's it's her school is a lot closer to home than mine was, and she's really involved in activities and um, activities in the school. And I mean, she's a really active member in her community. So growing up, um, um, my mother was deaf, but she was oral. So she only used spoken English. She didn't use sign language. And I taught my daughter um, sign language. So for me, it was hard to communicate with my family because I missed so much at family events. But I wanted, you know, for my daughter, both of her parents are deaf, myself and my husband, so she had full access, so it was a very different experience for both of us. Um, Tova's much more social with her family, and I wanted that for her. I mean, I communicate with my mom, but it's just, I'm very close to my mom, but it's just not the same as my closeness with my daughter. Um, yeah.
0: Can, you've used a couple terms. Would you tell people, when you say oral, and some of the other terms that you've used, what, what you mean when you say those?
1: Um, oral meaning um, if a deaf person or hard of hearing person grows up using spoken English only in school, with their family, they only use spoken English and they know no sign language, that we would label them an oral student.
0: What makes you happy
1: when you think about Toba? What makes me happy? Mm-hmm. Oh, just seeing her interact with her friends. I mean, that really warms my heart. Just uh, all the emotional support that's there. I mean, she's becoming her own person, she, her own personality. She She's kind of quirky. You know, that's her thing. But I'm so happy to see that she is who she is.
0: Mm-hmm. Are there things that you're concerned about for her, for her future?
1: Recently, a
0: concern did come
1: up because my daughter really wants to become a zoologist. And I met one deaf woman. She just graduated from a college in um, a degree in biology, and she wants to work for the zoo. And she put in an application, and they said, sure, come in. We can do an internship. But the minute she let them know that I will need an interpreter for my training, they said, oh, I'm sorry. We don't have an interpreter available. or the internship's no longer available. So Mm -hmm. I really don't want my daughter to experience that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So right now I'm looking for resources. I mean, I have a lot of good resources that I'm sharing with this person to really help her, you know, get back in contact with the zoo that, I mean, just provide an interpreter and the internship can happen. You know, I mean, any hearing person can work with deaf people. I want to break down those barriers. So, and I really don't want Tova to struggle with that
0: do you think deafness has shaped your life, her life? It sounds like, I mean, your whole family's life.
1: Well, thinking about it, on my father's side of the family, there's nobody deaf in any generation. But on my mother's side, my mother, my grandmother, they were deaf, but they were oral. But on my dad's side, there's nobody who's deaf. So, I mean, I have a, I've had a positive experience um, with their first grandchild. Um, they were, you know, very supportive, very uh, strongly advocating for him. So seeing, I mean, I maybe have, I think once I have like two, three, or four grand, once the family generations move on, they see the effect of neffness. Like now I've grown up with sign language. Like now I use that with my child. And back then the earlier generations didn't. So, I mean, I think as the time has gone on, I don't know. I'm trying to think how deafness has really affected my family. I mean, well, they've just accepted it and moved on with life. There was no hesitation or negative reaction to it. I mean, it was just a part of life. And
0: you shared a video with us the other day, actually, um, that talked about deafness being a gift um, and not a loss. Has that been your experience? Yes, I mean, do you know what that
1: means? Deaf gain. Yes, I mean, that term is, I think, just showed up about three or four years ago. It's fairly new, but it's really inspiring positivity and the benefit of, we don't like the term hearing loss because we think we haven't lost anything. You know, you don't know what it feels like to be a hearing person, so you don't feel like you're at a loss. So from my perspective, I mean, it's very different than the standard norm hearing person. I don't know how to phrase that exactly, but... Well, growing up, I never felt like, oh, I'm deaf, darn, like I'm missing something. I never felt that way. But as a teacher, I've seen some students who have traveled in from out of state to go to Ohio School for the Deaf, and they say, no, I'm hearing. And I say, but you're using hearing aids and you're using sign language. They don't realize, they haven't had a lot of support growing up. So as they're immersed in the deaf culture, they can develop that confidence and identity um, so when kids or people realize that somebody's deaf and that that can be a good thing. It's a positive thing. Once they're socialized around other deaf people in deaf culture, you know, they're not missing any they realize that it's you know, they can feel more confident in who they are and socialize that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What have been some of your proudest parenting moments as you watch Toba? Oh my
1: gosh. <laughs> Oh, let me think. Oh, let me think a minute. Oh, my gosh. Tova was involved in a movie. Um, She was picked. uh, The movie had Michael Shannon in it as the main actor Mm -hmm. and Jessica Chastain. And it was filmed here in Ohio. And she was one of three um, actresses in it. And... um, the first time it was shown in the um, Sundance Film Festival, and we went to see it. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. It was a great experience. Well, the director said, Tova can go up on the stage once after the movie's over. And I said, okay. And I asked her, and she's a very shy child. So, but the moment they called her, she got right up there and went on stage. She was she was six years old at the time, and she went up there so proud and said, hi, with Jessica Chastain right next to her. and. I mean, one of the first questions they asked the director was where did you find her? Mm -hmm. She is amazing. That just touched me. I mean, I couldn't have been more proud, you know, just sharing the world, sharing Tova with the world. I mean, what an experience. I mean, that moment I felt like people weren't looking at her as deaf first. They were seeing her for who she is. Mm -hmm. So that was really
0: inspiring. Mm -hmm. We're all crying (laughs) for the people who can't hear to see us. As a parent, has there been advice, direction, things that people have told you um, that have that's really helped you some of the things that have been the more helpful?
1: I mean, I have high expectations for our kids. That was always really important when people said that. Don't think that those kids Mm -hmm. can't have goals. They need to be who they
0: are. Would you give that same advice to other parents or are there other things you would tell parents?
1: Some parents who are really hesitant, like, oh, my kid's deaf. I don't know what to do. And you say, I mean, they chose you to be their parent. Mm-hmm. So this child knows that you can handle this situation. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to love your kids for who they are and have high expectations for your children.
0: What are you passionate about, Julie? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Oh, my
0: passion.
1: Well, I'm very passionate with deaf children and language accessibility. Um, it doesn't matter if it's spoken English or sign language. I don't care. The goal is access to language because a lot of deaf children, they have a high tendency to miss what's happening. That incidental learning is so is missed so often, So and they're not usually school ready. So that is my passion, to get them school ready, making sure all children have access to language so that they are ready for
0: school. You know, I mean, so they can really be who they are. Can you say a little bit more about what access is or would look like? I'm not sure everybody knows or would describe that the same way.
1: Okay, a perfect example would be the dinner table. You have your family sitting around and 90% of um, deaf children are from hearing parents. So, I mean, at the dinner, dinner time is so important. You're talking about your day and what everybody did. So if a child doesn't have access to that, you're missing that incidental conversation. And you can't learn from other people during that time. If you give access, that means that the parents make sure that the kid is looking when they're speaking so they're making sure they're paying attention whether that's sign language if the family signs you make sure you have eye contact because if the child is looking elsewhere they're missing also making sure that the child watches if they use spoken english make sure they're just that eye contact really helps with their language development and learning from other people i mean you can learn from other people you can learn uh, the different perspectives and your thoughts on different views
0: Are there other things that we haven't talked about that you kind of wish the world knew, or you want to say?
1: I mean, so far, I've been really excited to see people become more... I'm more diverse, um, especially with people with disabilities. I'm noticing that they're interacting more and I'm really excited. It would be great if all people could see each other as equals. I mean, if we were all the exactly the same, the world would be boring. We can't learn from each other, but if there's diversity and, you know, in different colors, religions, disabilities, and having that all intertwined together, we're learning from each other and we can learn about ourselves as well. So I mean, that it's really an exciting time right now to see more diversity out there and seeing people with disabilities coming into our world and being socialized.
0: Thanks so much for being here, Julie. Thank you for inviting me.